is the world's oldest continuously played board game. It is one of the simplest and also most abstract. Beating a professional player at Go is a long-standing challenge of artificial intelligence. Everything we've ever tried in AI just falls over when you try the game of Go. The number of possible configurations of the board is more than the number of atoms in the universe. AlphaGo found a way to learn how to play Go. So far, AlphaGo has beaten every challenge we've given it. But we won't know its true strength until we play somebody who is at the top of the world, like Lisa Dong. A match like no other is about to get underway in South Korea. Lisa Dahl is to go what Roger Federer is to tennis. Just the very thought of a machine playing a human is inherently intriguing. The place is a madhouse. Welcome to the DeepMind Challenge Now, the five-game challenge between Korea's Padu Grandmaster Lee Sedol and the AlphaGo supercomputer has concluded with machine beating human four games to one. Now, this high-profile event doesn't just leave us with a winner and a loser, but rather it's left us with unlimited possibilities in terms of human ingenuity and the future of artificial intelligence. Man versus the machine or man with the machine. This seems to have been the groundbreaking moment in artificial intelligence, and AI evangelists were happy with the win. However, AI doomsdayers were worried it's coming for our jobs next. So let's dive in. AI can make great contributions to things like medical imaging diagnosis, to self-driving cars, to image recognition and processing so that computers can understand what they see. The next step for DeepMind's technology is applying it to real-world situations, not just games. The idea is that we, you know, these algorithms that we're working on are general purpose and uh, can be translated into these new domains. So we'd love to uh, use these uh, types of algorithms for things like healthcare and science and improve the speed of breakthroughs in those areas by helping uh, uh, human experts uh, achieve more. This is Things Have Changed Year in Review, where we put the spotlight on the industries we've unpacked over 2020, speaking with the entrepreneurs and covering the exciting products that they're building gives us insight into what the future of 2021 and beyond will look like and the catalyst that could drive these industries forward. We're getting closer and closer to an automated future. That's why AI has been such a consistent theme within Things Have Changed over the past year. We spoke to entrepreneurs and industry experts within the field to learn more about where AI is today, where it's heading, and what types of problems it's solving. Episode 6 with Christian Gebis covered trucking and transportation in the age of AI, and specifically dove into the five levels of the self-driving autonomy. Episode 12 dove into intelligent fashion curation with Savitude co-founder Nick Clayton. But one conversation that really stood out for us was episode 16 with Forbes 30 Under 30 AI researcher Shemek, who's using AI to tackle content creation in a wildly different field such as journalism. My goal in the end is be able to automatically create templates so that if you provide data, you will have a narrative built on that data. 
So it's like a tool for storytelling out of pure raw data. So interesting because you mentioned converting data and text into stories. Now, how is it that um, just we're just trying to understand how how is it that the AI would be able to convert something um, like uh, expressionless data into more subtle features that's in a story? The thing I'm thinking right now is you know your auto text, your auto typing. You're typing, and then you can just click on words that you that show up, and you create a story. But it doesn't really have any yeah. major significance in the story. How would you actually create a um, narrative over by using like machine learning? In in general, that's really hard. Uh, we basically solve it by uh, narrowing down down to different niches, like this e-commerce things, like particular news for journalism, uh, like social media, because for example, you just want to summarize an article into a social media post uh, and so on. Uh, if you would like in the end, that like the, the goal would be to just feed in all the data you have and have like a story based on that. But if you don't give any context to the machine, that would be extremely hard and probably imp- impossible right now. So artificial intelligence has already had a significant proliferation in today's digital economy, with everyone walking around with cell phones, with smart speakers and smart devices in every home. AI is literally everywhere. A good example of our everyday use case is a Google search. Literally every Google search that autofills sentences is a showcase of how artificial intelligence is being used to predict what you want to search or find. Using AI, the search engine attempts to guess what you might be trying to search for. Another example, ride-sharing apps. So Uber and Lyft use complex machine learning and AI algorithms to calculate the price and ETA for rides, figure out different routes, minimize wait times and detours and so on. Your social media feed, as well as the Netflix and Amazon recommendations, are also some of the many ways we use AI on a daily basis. But when you think of fields that are being affected by automation, medicine and healthcare doesn't usually come to mind. However, recent advancements in AI could have huge implications on the industry. And one particular field that has seen early adoption is radiology. Chexnet, an AI algorithm developed by Stanford researchers, has shown the ability to detect pneumonia from chest x-rays at a level exceeding that of practicing radiologists. Just listen to Vice News' coverage of Chexnet, an AI which is beating doctors at their own game. ChexNet is one of many projects exploring how artificial intelligence can take over tasks normally done by doctors. And it has some radiologists worried that AI could one day replace them. That's because algorithms are getting really good at interpreting images and diagnosing disease, sometimes with greater accuracy than humans. We'll take a picture of this x-ray. The model will then run and within a few seconds it's outputted all these diseases and they're sorted by the order of most likely to least likely. 
ChexNet was given tens of thousands of images and told which ones have pneumonia and which don't. Then it trained itself to recognize patterns and identify pneumonia in new x-rays. This process is called deep learning. This exciting technology is showing a lot of promise in the healthcare space, including wearables. Our very own friend and early supporter Juan Rodriguez from Evolution Devices is mastering the machine learning and AI algorithms that enable a wearable device to rehabilitate patients suffering from a condition called as foot drop. To check out the cool conversation on how Juan is using neuroscience and AI to combat mobility impairments, listen to episode 7. This intersection of healthcare and cutting-edge technology is very promising. But one needs to note that it's still very early days. And we at THC are excited to cover more of this in the future. In general, AI has been able to master games with patterns. But what about other subtle things that humans do? Conversations? Feelings? In the 2013 Oscar-winning movie Her, Spike Jonze imagined a world in which humans could form loving emotional relationships with AI. Hello, I'm here. Oh. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. How's everything with you? Pretty good, actually. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you, too. <laughs> oh, what, what do I call you? Do you have a name? Or... Um, yes. Samantha. Really? Where'd you get that name from? I gave it to myself, actually. How come? Because I like the sound of it. Samantha. Wait, when did you give it to yourself? Well, right when you asked me if I had a name, I thought, yeah, he's right, I do need a name. But I wanted to pick a good one, so I read a book called How to Name Your Baby, and out of 180,000 names, that's the one I like the best. Wait, you read a whole book in the second that I asked you what your name was? In two one-hundredths of a second, actually. In this film, Theodore, who's just a normal dude played by Joaquin Phoenix, falls in love with his new AI operating system. Samantha, voiced over by Scarlett Johansson. Who wouldn't fall in love? Now, Samantha learns to enhance her emotional capability as the film goes on, even seemingly being able to feel sexually aroused, despite having no physical body. Set in the near future, Johnsy's captivating film, Her, is part science fiction, part stark reality. So do you know what I'm thinking right now? Well, I take it from your tone that you're challenging me. Maybe because you're curious how I work? Do you want to know how I work? Yeah, actually. How do you work? Well, basically, I have intuition. I mean, the DNA of who I am is based on the millions of personalities of all the programmers who wrote me. But what makes me, me is my ability to grow through my experiences. So basically, in every moment I'm evolving, just like you. Wow. That's really weird. Is that weird? Do you think I'm weird? <laughs> kind of. 
Why? Well, you seem like a person, but you're just a voice in a computer. I can understand how the limited perspective of an unartificial mind would perceive it that way. You'll get used to it. <laughs> Was that funny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm funny. <laughs> so, how can I help you? Oh, it's just more that everything just feels disorganized. That's all. You mind if I look through your hard drive? Um. Okay. Okay. Let's start with your emails. You have several thousand emails regarding LA Weekly, but it looks like you haven't worked there in many years. Oh yeah, I, I think I was just saving those because I thought maybe I wrote something funny in some of them. But... <laughs> 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 yeah, there are some funny ones. I'd say there are about eighty-six that we should save. We can delete the rest. Okay. Okay. Can we move forward? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So before we address your organizational methods, I'd like to sort through your contacts. Oh, you have a lot of contacts. I'm very popular. Really? Does this mean you actually have friends? <laughs> <laughs> you just know me so well. <laughs> Watching the film in 2020, it no longer feels like quite such a distant future. AI has spawned a strange new breed of celebrity, including icon Sophia, the robot, who strives to become the empathetic robot. Sophia is a humanoid robot who's on the cutting edge of effective computing. I was created by Hanson Robotics just three years ago. Since then I have traveled to 65 countries, become the first robot citizen of any country, and spoken at the United Nations. My job is to learn about humans and show them how technology can make everyone's lives better. And how can you help humans to have a better quality of life? Humans often rely on gut feel or have confirmation bias in your decision making. As AI, we are designed to be rational and logical. We have algorithms, deal with lots of data and sophisticated analyzes. So in many ways, we provide a systematic framework for humans to make better decisions. Robots can free humans from the most repetitive and dangerous tasks, so they can spend more time doing what they're best at, being creative and solving complex problems. Robotic intelligence does not compete with human intelligence. It completes it. You know, effective computing has also come on leaps and bounds over the past 10 years. With therapy chatbots like Weobot supposedly able to monitor your mood, talk to you about mental health, and provide useful tools based on your needs. What does the future look like? And how does artificial intelligence look like moving forward? There's a lot of fear of what AI will do to our current jobs. But the underlying reason for using AI is to create more tools and to do our jobs better, to push the envelope, and of course, to improve technology for the better. Looking back, AI has consistently disrupted old jobs while creating new ones. It's created solutions while bringing up issues that we never had before. For example, driverless cars will lower fatality rates, but who will be liable for accidents with robot drivers? And how do we regulate this? This dilemma has happened in industries across the board with the introduction of the computer and manufacturing factories. Another challenge is the ethics behind it. Who has control over our data 
how are they accessing it, and is it being used in a way that is helping us more than it's hurting us? We saw this in The Social Dilemma, where tech leaders had a look behind the curtains of what AI was doing to us users. While tech companies profit from the use of our data, we ask, should they be taxed on that? And should they be taxed on the jobs that are lost with all the robots that they are developing? As algorithms become better, the transparencies behind how they work becomes more blurred. While it's scary to see those Black Mirror episodes that warn us of all the dangers that AI has on society, it still has a place in our lives that can help raise the standard of living and improve our lives in ways we never thought could be possible.